We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that tight. We're talking blockchain, <laughs> crypto, cannabis, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. Tell me it's not confusing. Ah. <laughs> We're three brothers. Well, I, well know. I know who I am. <laughs> I know who I am, damn it. He's, he's in the mirror right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's like, I know who I am. I'm better than okay, this. Keep it going. <laughs> a various shades of brown bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Real hot ghost. I was going to say real hot guy. Hot guy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now looking for a new member of the whiskey. Taking all applications. Before we started, I had TV on in the commercial. Popeyes, Megan Stallion has a hot girl's hot girl. And it stuck in my head. So I was trying to change the hot guy. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll put that out there for the pod. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure you were. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> Stop winking at me. I don't know what your wink means. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Whiskey Hill. We're excited to be back today. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, we got some great topics we're going to touch on. But before are we, we deal into that, are we really? Are we really? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you've done your prep work, maybe AG. But uh, the rest of us, we're going to be good. Right. Racism's coming out, baby. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for the Whiskey Hue. Got some exciting topics we want to talk about today. And uh, we're going to just dive right in. But before we do so, you know, Athul was dropping some names of some heavy hitters earlier, making us, uh, you know, especially me, feel really poor and unconnected. So go ahead. What's going on, fellas? What's new? Well, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> me. me, listen, I'm building out, working on the app. I remember okay. I, was, I was going. I was going to tell you. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna say this every episode. I talk about this. I Finally. see why developers get paid very well. Oh okay. yeah, hell yeah. So they cost I, us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm in the data, the data um, breakdown, right? Like outlining all the data points I need to collect for my database, um, which is a complex process when you realize how much data is collected in the app on a regular basis, right? And and then eventually you're tying it all together. So you have to think. You almost had to think from a scale perspective, right? As opposed to just a MVP perspective. So in a sense of you collect data. So when you're three years, four years down the line, that you have the right data that's connected to each person and how it all ties together. So um, the database portion, collecting the right data, mapping it out properly is where I'm at right now. And, you know, the workflow portion is next and then build out. Complex. Look at this guy. Yeah, listen, let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. One way or the other, mad, this is this is this is going to work out very well. One way or the other, because now you talk about a sales guy who's getting into the weeds uh, of of producing an app on the back end, and it's, it's called knowledge and skill set. Let everybody know. This guy. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got going on. <laughs> okay. <Somebody's- laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, yeah, straight from the straight from the 40 ounce bottle. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> so uh no, that's exciting. We're excited for you, AG. You know, for the longest time we've always wanted to get a view into this app that you're building. You're finally coming out of your shell and sharing it with everyone. I know you committed on the last uh two episodes ago, chronicling chronicling the journey and chronicles and, of ag we're gonna call it right right oh, yeah the journey so i'm excited to see because you know <laughs> look at the fool I, you know we might have to start we're going to tell for our audience we might have to start doing the video and put it on youtube because the faces that are made here are, just add more value to the, to the oh, episode man. <laughs> i just i just came off one that was recorded and they're like you know you were being recorded i'm like i right, go with it man <laughs> just go with it were you, were you still because, doing your okay sign yeah, man. Yo, white power. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you all know, Athul has uh, been committed to doing the OK sign, meaning OK. But later in life, he found out that it was uh, a symbol for, you know, the MAGA supporters. 
And yeah. uh, we've been trying to untrain him to use it, but he's so committed to it. So it's, uh, that's, it's, he's just it's, so committed. Stuck with, it's, he, he's been using it since he was five. So damn <laughs> so true, and, 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 and then the meaning changed in the last couple of years, and now <laughs> he's got to stop look, using it. <laughs> like, look at the, the okay. Well, I'm, well, well we're right, cancel, wait, watch, watch, get cancel. I'll say that. Watch the comparison you say that. right now. Okay, get cancel. I'll say that. Gonna get canceled. I'll say that. We'll say that to the cancel. Ladies and gentlemen, we're also going to do a cancel culture episode in the few. few, That'll be our last episode. That'll be our last episode. Coming out the gate. (laughs) (laughs) We got to say some shit, man. I'm tired. We don't know if we're actually going to make the episode. It's not. It's going to make it out because we might listen to it again and go. Hey, look, I'll make it. You two, if you want to show up, go ahead, man. (laughs) I'll play all roles. If you want to show up, Clyde will come in. Clyde's like, like, hey, man, you know what? That's just not. That's just wrong where they do it, man. (laughs) Anthony's like, time out, time out, time out, time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> then I'm gonna come scorched earth. <laughs> right. I really do. So, uh, someone else told me I always say that too. I didn't realize how bad it was. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> like, Damn, Chris Weber. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Let's get back to business, bro. Let's get back to business. Get this train on the ra- on tracks. So uh, this, today we're gonna be talking about a great, great, and very informative subject. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I've been trying to get a thrill to get on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, shit. But before right, doing right, that, I want to mention the whiskey of the day. Um, the whiskey of the day is something is that awesome. a thrill recommended. <laughs> uh, something that a thrill recommended. Wait, come on. <laughs> okay. We're, uh, we're going fe- to be featuring uh, Ramper Double Cast yeah, and Single. Malt whiskey is our whiskey of the day. I actually recommended it. Um, why, and why did you dive into it that? Too? Just to mess with Clyde, okay. it, stir stir him up a little bit. He's hurt. He's, he's hurting right now. Diversify. Too much for <laughs> We're diversified. We're diversifying right now. Diversifying. There you go. So for this episode, you know, we're gonna sip on the Rampart uh, whiskey and talk about. The South Asian contributions to business and culture. I mean, we are the Whiskey Hill. It's a lot of them. We're, we're the Whiskey Hill. We focus on all shades uh, across the spectrum, black, brown. These guys I'm looking at. And uh, we want to just dive into and really talk about some of the contributions of the South Asian culture. Um, I laugh and joke because Athul has, you know, been pitching us and telling us to do this for a while. And we're on board. We just, you know, sometimes we get sidetracked. But I think this is important. And it's uh, right, in, right in line with the Hindu Heritage Month. Um, Look at this guy. So we're, we're excited. So we're just going to dive right in. So as a duo like to do, set us up. Oh, look at this guy handing off. He's like, I'm comf- I'm uncomfortable already, man. There's a whole lot of brown, not too much black. You gotta hand it off. <laughs> He's fumbled. You fumbled already, man. Ooh, all right, go, man. Just get in there. All right, all right, man. Um, He's like, I don't know where, I don't know where to start. start. I, knew whole, I knew exactly that's what this whole idea. Like. He like this me. Whole, I'm the number one yeah. business guy ever. Me. Nope. I'm, as I keep learning every day, I'm not. <laughs> um, but we're, we're trying. We're trying. Uh, okay. Right. This whole thing. Oh, we do more than all right. I'm kidding. I'll cut that out too. <laughs> uh, humble, humble. All right. Um, this whole thing started. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, they thought, hey, you know what? Let's let's throw some ball. Let's throw a bone to some brown cats, right? So they created this thing called Hindu Heritage Month, and it's around October because a bunch of holidays in the Indian culture start around now October, and like around Halloween, it's always Diwali. There's a there's a couple fasts. I'm not even a religious guy, but we're, my wife and I are fasting today. We realized she texts me. She's like, "We're supposed to fast today." <laughs> oh, we just did it Sunday. Sunday was for it's where I'm from, as uh, Clyde li- or Anthony likes to call me, the Punjabs, the Punjis. Okay. Um, whoa, whoa. We, I definitely in the, in the Punjabi area. I think I said it with which is a proper um, accent and everything. I think I. Uh, so. Where to start? So we, we did we did like a religious thing on Sunday and now we're doing four days later. where We got to fast all day. And then, you know, it's not a net calorie deficit because we pig the shit out when before we sunrise and right after. So we don't really lose weight. We kind of gain, but we have to fast just for it's for longevity of the kids, success for them in life. And then four days ago is for spouses to do it for each other. Anyway, so this whole thing, North Carolina, apparently a couple cities, some major cities across America say, hey, you know, let's give them a bone. They, they've been contributing a bit. So let's give them a let's give them like an hour for lunch and to celebrate. <laughs> we'll call it October. October month for them, but what's really like a lunch break <laughs> and let's, let's celebrate them for a little bit. So they started acknowledging it kind of spread across America, which is kind of dope. So that's how this conversation came up. 
And I pitched it to Anthony Clyde. Clyde immediately said no. Uh, he's like, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm, I'm just, I can't do this. <laughs> I know blackly black, and that's it. <laughs> he's like, is Jay Z involved? Because we can talk about it. <laughs> this is literally every episode. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not even lying. That's a bad thing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, let me get back to it. Um, so, no, so I'm tears right now. <laughs> I could go on, but I'm trying to be nice. Uh, so, South Asians, man, we we've learned a lot from a lot of cultures, other cultures, right? And uh, in all groups, majority and minority, anywhere in the globe, you have in some manner influenced each other, all other groups, and have been influenced yourself. So, this is trying to just help the collective culture evolve and progress over time. I'm trying to say this all a straight face, man. Um, so I appreciate you fellas. Uh, we're going to celebrate my culture today. This is meant to serve as an informal, informative conversation and not as a flex. I'm not that guy. So, and, and, you know, started off as a couple of governors that said, this is cool. And, you know, almost a hundred episodes in, including B sides. <laughs> uh, I've mentioned my peeps in handful, a handful of times and mostly to poke fun or crack a joke. Grew up in an Indian household. You're going to hear it's pretty hard. And I'm like, I, I want to crack a joke. So somebody's smiling around here, man. <laughs> Hell with this math. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what, that's how my jokes developed in my mind. Anyway, um, I, I'm, can you do the square with an 81? I'm three, dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Face. <laughs> you think I'm lying? <laughs> you think I'm lying? Anyway, <laughs> it was violent. But slice crack jokes for that. So, but here I'm celebrating. You know, we celebrate everyone else's time. Like, okay, we celebrate a little bit, my peeps. We got we got a couple of days. Clyde, Clyde agreed. So, secondly, we're doing this for Clyde. I'll be honest. All right, Clyde's from Flint, Michigan, to Harlem, to New Jersey. Never hung out with a South Asian. I immediately realized this. Uh, he's in his bumble. He's in his bubble, right? First time he meets me, I thought, you know, only brown dude he knows. So I immediately introduced him to my wife and two kids so we could 400X the amount of brown people he knows. <laughs> and he immediately pulls out a camera. He's like, you know what? Someday I'm going to run for mayor of South, <laughs> South Orange. I need to diversify my friend circle. <laughs> Took a picture. I'm like, we just hugged up a dad for the first time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On the anyway, so this, On the this is the first, first and last. So this thing is more of an immigrant story. And then we'll jump into like some South Asian stuff, right? So immigrants of every nationality, I'm talking from anywhere in the world, right? They make up 40% of all the startups in the U.S. Mm -hmm. U.S. is inherently wonderfully built to, well, generally to absorb a lot of different cultures, right? Depends on who's in office uh, in the U.S. So 40% of all startups are started from them. Like 55% of all unicorns are started by immigrants. And this is immigrants, again, from everywhere, mm -hmm. not just uh, one to ask for. And 47% of all Fortune 500 companies founded by immigrants to the U.S. And, and why America? It has its faults. We know this. But since World War II has been one of the most innovative environments where folks can win together, generally. And, and this is why, like when in the previous administration, they tried to knock out H-1B visas, uh, Apple and all the other tech giants said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, we need some of that talent pool that comes here from other countries because we don't have enough of it. We have we have a tremendous amount of tech talent here. Uh, but then we need if we have X amount, we need actually three X to so let them come in. And that's just one area that a lot of immigrants thrive in. So I'll just tell you how a lot of this and I, some stories have been passed down to me from my elders. And this is my dad's story. And, um, and I'll share it. And this is like a lot of immigrants from like the South Asian culture. Now I'm only going, now I'm dialing in deep. In, this, in 1965, the Immigration Naturalization Act paved the way for a generation of Asian families from all over Asia, China, Korea, Japan, India, to immigrate to the U.S. And before this quota system, there was a preference for Western Europeans. We knew this. Many of these new immigrants came from impoverished backgrounds. They were poor, right? So they're arriving in the U.S. with a suitcase of literally like 80 to $100 in their pocket. And most of the time, not all, but most of the time, their families didn't have $100 to give them. That all came from villages. They, a lot of them lived in rural villages, came from neighbors who chipped in 50 cents, a dollar to the equivalent. And they aggregated that from like 40, 50 people to get up to like $100, right? And that's how they got here to this new system. It was uncomfortable. It was foreign to them, but it was an opportunity to thrive and it was something different. So we're, you know, a lot of South Asians in particular were brought to Europe, Africa, South America as indentured servants. Um, and then now have flipped it and like, okay, now when given an opportunity, they've kind of thrived, right? Because they just went after education and kind of taking care of their fellow woman and man along with them. Um, which is why you have like Nicki Minaj is part Indian. Uh, not the plastic parts, but the DNA and the genetic parts. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of her. I've always been a big fan of hers. And, and then when I heard that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's dope. Um, and there's a lot of people from Trinidad, a lot just all over, right? So the major lessons learned out of this kind of just setup is it's okay to be uncomfortable and make sacrifices up front 
That's what we've learned from our parents all along and support your fellow woman, man, because um, they're making heavy sacrifices for you. So let's make those heavy sacrifices and investments early on to develop, like Anthony was alluding to, skills, skill sets, get experiences, decision making that pay huge dividends down the road. So South Asian culture in India it encourages, we argue, man, you know, we argue a lot, constructive debate, communication, innovation, and to be assertive in nature. Many of us are, right? So you get to the front of the line, you speak up, you share ideas, and that's very similar to mainstream American culture, which is why the integration with a couple of hiccups here and there worked for the most part. Early on, though, so many of these folks are entrepreneurial. They didn't have ed- college education yet, so they're going to go to college, but they launched businesses. So they were entrepreneurial to begin with, and the banks wouldn't give them loans So because they had, A, no no money, no collateral, right, to yep. say, okay, we're going to give you 10K, but what do you have to put up as collateral? Nothing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm living with Raju and 15 of my cousins in this one-bedroom apartment. So they didn't have anything, and then they didn't look like the lenders, and that's just to put it, you can call that term whatever it is. Uh, we know what it was. Racist? So South Asian communities wrote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I've already said it like six times. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'll do it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got three more left for the rest of the show. I'm going to save it. <laughs> but South Asian communities, they basically rolled with the punches. They were here with the help of others. So they said, let's pay it forward, right? Let's create an unofficial investment banks like, you know, um, Right out here by where Clyde's going to be mayor eventually. Uh, Evanston. No, not Evanston. That's Chicago. What's the one out here in Jersey? Oh, Edison. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, they. a lot of these people in communities like this across California, all across the you know America, they just, you know, they created unofficial investment banks. They, hey, they, they had $10. They'd put $5 into the community pool and get it back later. And that's how the community grew. All right, let's help you out with your thing. And this came from because, hey. And they pushed education because they came from insecure economic circumstances. And that's why they've always delved, you know, they've, you know, it was drilled into us like, yeah, that three-year-old, don't you know square roots yet? That shit's real. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, and, and it's drilled in us. Go after education because that's our, that's yeah. our ticket out. And it's to provide, hey, go after those higher paying jobs for economic and academic security. Um, for the families here and potentially others. And, you know, and the cool thing about it is it supports the local economies and communities because in many ways, hey, high tax contributors, and they're actually heavy, heavy donators to causes that they find near and dear to them. Often it's religious affiliation. You can go either either direction on that, but a lot of homeless and food shelters because they understand those mm-hmm. parameters, right? So, and understand the importance of helping the next woman or man up because they've lived it. Um, and you can't paint, paint, and I'm going to hand it off to you, like can't paint broad strokes across any ethnic minority majority, but socially and culturally liberal, fiscally conservative, like it's a saving mentality. A lot of Asians have saving mentality, but then a lot of a splurge. Um, work ethic was incredibly strong out of by design and out of need. And then emphasis on education. And that's it, man. So I'll stop there and let you guys chime in. I know Clyde's getting uncomfortable. He's like, man, well, no, so go ahead. Go ahead. I, think it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. One of the things I wanted you to kind of close the loop on is you started going down the path of telling your father's story. I'd love yeah. to, to just close the loop on that. Got to the U.S. Can you give a little bit more? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, the beauty of it, he, re- he reached here in 1965, January. Um, I think even before this law was passed, so he was on his way here. And so he's, you know, uh, quite a bit older than my mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> so hey. she didn't come, They weren't hey. married yet. Do what you got to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm like, what's up, dad? What's up, dad? <laughs> um, and they had a love marriage, right? A lot of people don't know that, uh, like in Indian culture, that, yeah, they do that, right? Uh, back in the day, it used to be different. Um, but so he came here 65 on a grant of some sort and he was he faced a lot of racist shit uh and and which i faced later on too but nowhere to the extent of him because i was at least comfortable maybe not my own skin sometimes but uncomfortable in this environment he had nothing none of that so all he ever all i ever did was move from rockford chicago to new york you know two hour flight this dude moved across the country at that time it's like a two or three day flight right you got a you had a connection flights across wherever europe uh middle east whatever so he came and he was an engineer. He went to school for that. He was an engineer back home and he, he came here and did that. He got a master's in it. A couple of years into it, didn't like it, went back and wanted to be a sociologist. He became a professor in that. Um, but then he became this heavy savior. The beautiful thing of it. So he arrived in 1965, as I mentioned, 2015, 50 years later to the day. And this didn't, this happened by accident. I was giving a speech about my career journey in, in America as an investor, first in the music industry and then a tech dude before that. And I said, this, the beauty thing is that this couldn't have existed without my dad making that first yeah. step. 
And my dad sponsored a lot of other cats to come over from the family, as did mm-hmm. most people. I mean, usually men came first and then they went back and got set up and sent back for, you know, then went back, got married or went back, you know, got back the way. So that's his story. So he, you know, and then brilliant. And he, I think he's always been a diehard, like, um, a, apart from work, he just, he's charity is a big thing that's near and dear to heart. And it came up with, and it's near and dear to my wife's heart too, because of her family. So we give a lot where we can, because we, we should. Thanks, man. So th- yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Because one of the things that, you know, looking on the outside, um, and, is you know there's been a lot of success for south asian um executives in the workplace i mean you think about some of the largest companies microsoft um google are led by south asian ceos and you know it's 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 amazing and outstanding and one of the things that you know you tell the story how people come over they're like second generation the kids of people who migrated over is there like a overall theme or you know, like motivation that that that's kind of positioned and driven into you as an early kid. I know, you know, there are other cultures who do the same, like work, be the best. Mm-hmm. But, yep. you know, uh, it seemed like it's uh, outsized in some cer- certain scenarios. So, yeah. So one thing that was driven is STEM, mm-hmm. you know, sciences, technology, <laughs> engineering, mathematics. Right. And it was drilled early. I started doing it to my kids and I had to pull back because I'm that's, you know, I didn't want them to feel like I felt most of my kid childhood. <laughs> right. So that math is and we were just drilling anywhere we were. I'm like, just mowing along. My dad come out and give me three math problems. And I got to figure out my head and give it back to him. Right. That kind of shit. Wow. So they push math and say, so their thing is we don't care if you like your job early on. That's the way they're too. You got to just get a high paying job because man, guess where I came from. And that's what, that's how it all stemmed for. They said, so they always push us towards tech and doctors, you know, and then eventually it ranched out. Now we're everywhere. And there's, you know, running, NBA and NFL teams. And then like in 49ers have been great. They've hired a bunch of executives from South Asia. So a bunch of teams have done that. So they, and now in media, there's some big, big stuff. Amazon just announced some stuff that they're doing in Bollywood, which I'll get to later, but STEM that was driven to into us early. We didn't have a choice. I started that way and my parents were incredibly supportive when I wanted to try music after only doing five years of tech. <laughs> you know, you put your time in. I'm not going to leave. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, if that answers your question. No, I did. I did. Well, no. So what's interesting for me is that um, the more, the more you understand, um, as you brought up earlier about immigrant stories, right? Like every, every culture who, who immigrates to the U S has a different focus area, right? It's, it seems yeah. to me again, I might be broad generalization. I definitely am right now, actually. Um, but uh, regardless of the fact, I, I, it's funny. Like, I feel like every, you know, immigrant group that comes here in the U.S. maybe past 30, 40 years, at least in my opinion, has really a focus on STEM, right? Because those were, that's where the higher opportunities are here in the U.S., right? Like you, if you go within the sciences or the tech space, there's, there's opportunity to one, become an established member of your community, make great money. And then, like you said, eventually sponsor others to come here in the U.S. because we all, as you mentioned, there is a percentage that could come from each country per year. Right. And, and mm. that's just the, that's just laws here in the U S. So I, but when you look at it, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, in your humble opinion, a fool, of uh, just like <laughs> <laughs> success stories. It, it's like when you, when you look at some of the top CEOs, you now you always hear about, uh, not always, but you hear about Sundar Pichai and make sure I'm saying it correctly, but do you have yeah. like, uh, you got Palo Alto's CEOs. You got Nokia. You got like you. You have you have a large number of CEOs. One who are of South Asian heritage, and mm. all have. You referring to the Fortune five hundred, yeah, right? It, yes, thank you. And there's yeah. a different path on it. Well, we from from my side of it, where I'm also very impressed is just the like you said, startup community, especially here in yeah. the U.S. It's one thing if we we're hearing about the startup community. Uh, in India, but we're, we're the, the startup community here in the U.S. is massive of South of South Asian st- CEOs, and it's mind blowing. And a lot, <laughs> and, and and they're tackling tons of different industry and categories too. It's not like hey, they're just focused on this one category. Yeah, um, and being stereotypical, it's all over. And there's that entrepreneurial spirit. And to and tie it back to like one of your boys, let me tie it back to you, you the guy that you guys love, who's not this guy, LeBron, right? In Miami Heat. <laughs> When he won with that, with the, with the Miami Heat, he won because, um, oh my God, 
my guy Vasu designed the app that they bought. Uh, damn, what's the name of it? Crossover or something. Crossover analytics or something like that. Miami is basically you don't, you don't need a center, two po- two forwards and two guards, right? He developed Vasu, my South Asian buddy who runs courtside ventures. He, he basically developed this app that was implemented across the NBA. Like you don't, Hey, maybe at this point in the game, when you're down 10 or up, whatever, you should have three guards mm-hmm. and two forwards on the feet on the court versus this. So they did that. So there's just a lot of process and they're just looking for opportunity to change shit. For you, the fi- better, you find right? that, you find that, how, niche. You, find that you find that hole, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's being an opportunity, you know, looking at the opportunity and finding your way, yep. carve it out. Now, you know, that app itself and that business probably pissed a lot of NBA uh, basketball enthusiasts off who prefer to have a big man <laughs> on the court and two forwards and two guards. But, but hey, you know, leagues and things evolve. But the big man died. The big man died in the 90s with Jordan, came back with Shaq because Shaq was just he, crazy easy. dominant, yeah, right? Easy. Size who has skills. Not Kyrie even skills, but like, you know, well, let's not talk about hands. But, stay but, stay focused. Yeah, so focus. yeah but, but there's that. So, you know, like you mentioned, Nikesh Aurora from Palo Alto Networks. He was actually, when he was passed over to be Google's CEO, it was between him and Sundar. He left and became a name that we brought up a lot, the first non-Japanese CEO of SoftBank. Mm-hmm. And then and then he left that. And that's when Masayoshi's son came in and started going crazy. And he, hey, some shit worked, some shit didn't. And that's part of the venture game. He's He's done it the way it's supposed to be done. Just pretty aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. So you said like 35 Fortune 500 CEOs in the last, I think, couple, like decade or two, like have been of Asian descent. 22 of them in South Asian. The cool, it's 60%, but the cool, the one thing they could rectify, most of them have been male. So it'd be great. It's it's not just an American thing. It's a a global thing, but like, hey, it'd be great if there were more females of everybody. Everybody's demographic in there. Yeah, and, that, and I think that's a cultural thing just in general because I know we're, you know, with the whole, uh, uh, you know, equal rights movements that are taking place, that that will probably shift more and more because it just, you know, at the end of the day, it starts to make good business sense. Have a diversity of thought, diversity of people in the chairs so they can say, you know what, it doesn't make sense to have a male point of view on every single thing. No. That's why the days of the all white, stale, pale and male <laughs> boards are going away and it's making good business sense. So no, that's something that, you know, I think we'll continue to, you continue can, you to can tell men, you can tell men, we don't all need to have our opinion in it, but we're going to find a way to give our opinion and there lies our, <laughs> and there lies our problem. <laughs> let me, let me mansplain this. Let me mansplain let me, this to let you. Let me mansplain <laughs> what good. you said and I'm going to reiterate it with you know, my words. Anthony, <laughs> you hit on it. You hit on a big point that Anthony earlier that hurt India and now it's helping. So initially there was a huge brain drain from India because all the, some of the best minds came here for the opportunity. And that was a huge gain. They trained in the infrastructure here and America inherited all that talent, right? They, and that was smart of them to inherit, not just India, but like everywhere, but the local communities where they all came from, all these immigrants, they suffered because a lot of the best talent came here and the best opportunities for money was here. Now that the money's kind of being dispersed a lot, uh, you're seeing a lot of that brain da- gain or brain drain that they had becoming their brain gain again because now a lot of people is cross investing, especially last year, like it was an impetus for it. Just watch out because I mean, they're pretty quiet. We, you know, like if there's some, there's a lot of people investing all over yeah. the world from this diaspora and they're, and they're setting it up. And now people know the ins and outs. There's a kind of running media businesses and other tech ventures, health businesses. There's a lot of money being deployed. I mean, I have to give credit and I'll say, South Asia has been progressive in some areas, very backwards in many others towards females. They've had the, they've had a prime minister. Hillary Clinton was going to be our first president for a minute, but then that was only in 2016, right? In the eighties, India had a prime minister that was a female. She was assassinated. I mean, that's, that's another thing, but <laughs> that was a religious thing that happened, but Spoiler her, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, in, it was in 84. So if you don't know by now, <laughs> um, but, but then, and some other things, you know, uh, born of that was because in in a lot of households, sometimes women take the back 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 background, and that's not great either. So then, this new investment fund, Nathri Futures, is ninety percent South Asian women. They're like, we're not going to be in the kitchen cooking. That was their that's the, those are their words, and they were just on Bloomberg the other day. They're like, we're going to be investing, and they're they're looking, and there are a lot of investment groups being set up this way. The cool thing about the South Asians being, yeah, we can prop up each other, but they're really put, they're out trying to prop up women and minorities generally, which is kind of cool. I like that. No, I think that's 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 right on. And and one of the things that, you know, 
that inspires me about the story is that, you know, a lot of people coming from, you know, South, South, South Asia, um, is that, you know, they're in it together. There's a collective. There's a <laughs> the reason why I was going down the path. Cause you mentioned your dad earlier, how he sponsors different people that come in to the country and they help from the very beginning. You know, that's, that's yeah. why it, it levels to success. I think you mentioned earlier how, you know, the reason why you couldn't get financed because you're all living in the same place or whatever <laughs> may, it may be is, is because, you know, you're, you're, you're in it together. You're working to establish a common goal. You know, I have, um, her stories about, you know, people pulling their money together. The collective capitalism is a, is a common theme that, you know, when I think about my community, the black community, I wish we could go down that path and have these great stories. You know, everybody's separate. And I think that's a part of the American story of, you know, black, black people who are, you know, trying to grow and get together is because they're trying to follow the model that uh, your people will have set and say, you know, how can we collectively grow together do business together and, and in some scenarios um, be in the same businesses, teach our kids and do those things. So I think it's, those are some of the things that stand out to me. I mean, it's incredibly difficult too, right? To try, have that kind of mindset and, well, and many, not all of them do. I'll, I'll park that for a minute, but I think this is not, this is not to just celebrate one culture, but I think, Hey, every culture, this is why I said this up top. Every culture should pull the, some of the best from other cultures. Right. I mean, the reason I, you know, I, I think there's some like the, the education component and just going out and hustling, like just working and it's not good for our health. Maybe it sh- it sh- our body goes to hell eventually, but like, uh, it go after it, go after it. And I think that's a good mindset for just anybody well, from a, anywhere. That's an right? immigrant yeah. mindset. It's rich, also whatever. a very immigrant mindset, right? Like, you know, I'm speaking from experience, like on, on my father's side, right? Like, so my father was first generation born here in the U S right. So, but you come to this country with a goal, right? It's not like you just, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference for African-Americans who were born into this country through against our, you know, you know, yeah, our wants and needs. Right. So uh, I try to be nice about it. And then as it versus you coming, you're coming, you're coming. Hell, slavery. Thing. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> and, and, and whatever. Okay. We, okay. we all know. What Only it, half of you know it, about that. You, you take the Kanye approach. Which way are you going to go with this, man? Let's see. Dig a hole. I'm not digging a hole. I'm just saying. Like, all right. Slavery. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> No, he's not. He's not digging a hole. He's not digging a hole. The Go for it. Side, and the immigrant side, and there's something to it, right? There's something to it because at the end of the day, when you are a first generation immigrant here in the U.S., depending how you get here, and depending yeah. on your skill set, you are going to be a part of a community, a, 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 a large part of the time, of people who look just like you. Um, sure. And again, like I said, it depends on your skill set. Some people come here if you if you have a certain background skill set, you might not be a part of a, a certain community. Because I would say I say that because there's some people who will come here for engineering and get recruited and brought in mm. by say the Facebooks of the world, and and you're now yeah. jumped into a, a larger. I, I don't know if you want to say diverse community, but a larger community, <laughs> as opposed to you just moving here and you're around only your people. Because because so, you go for safety first, and people you know. That's a great that's a great point. And, I, I, uh, you know, I'm going to yeah. piggyback. At, no, when and, you're and, going, I'm sorry. So, when but regardless of the fact, you come here to build a certain kind of lifestyle, right? And and there mm. there there in itself breeds a level of hustle. It's the same could be said for anybody, especially you know people who come from yeah. a poor community. Like you get to college, you see that we're African uh, on as you guys like to point out, my other half, <laughs> the other you go to college to set yourself up for the next goal, right? So you don't, you don't repeat yeah. the cycle. You want to break a cycle sometimes, or you want to continue the cycle and, and or continue a new path. So it, it's a different kind of hustle when it comes down to certain immigrants, when you come, or not certain immigrants, when you come to this country, it's a grind. And, and to your yeah. point, sometimes it's not all healthy, that grind. You might work two or three yeah, jobs, nah. two hours a day because <laughs> you, because you're yeah. saving money to help out your next family member to come here or a friend. And a lot of these immigrants who come here, they're actually running from something like there's some civil unrest or there's just extreme circumstances which aren't healthy. Like, you know, you see what's happening with Syria right now. Right. And they, they come in, the, you know, Canada's trying to be a net absorber of them where, you know, under previous administration, they're like, nope, <laughs> you know, that's right. what the combustion is. But like so a lot of them are running from something and or running to something. And, you know, unfortunately, initially, look, my parents experience. Right. So they're from we're from the north and they had. Initially, a, a lot of South Asians got together, but then as more and more came, then you started segmenting by state. Like, so like, you know, and my parents were like that. My parents were some of the 
and this is why I think my parents are kind of cool as hell. And I know I'm touting their horn. They had white friends, black friends. They would come over to the house. We had every color coming up. And I'd ask a lot of other South Asians, only about 10 to 15, 20% of them had it like that. Most of them just hung out in their own communities. And I think that's a detriment. If you just hang out with it, because I hang out now, I see other South Asians who are, if I go and see other, and I think this is true of any agreement. If you just hang out with the people that look like you and are like you, you're going to lose. Yeah. I mean, well, you're I losing AG, a lot. I think AG touched on this earlier, but you got to be really brave and bold to do something like that. Because yeah. if you're, you're moving in a space where you want to feel safe and, you know, like most people of different cultures that you want to hang around the people who are like you and look like you. So you got to be yeah. bold and brave and, you know, like you're right. Like your, your parents, they're bold and brave and took that step. And I'm sure that helped shape your upbringing and culture as well, because you weren't just skewed to uh, one group of people and you were able to have a diversity of thought. Yeah. Just teaches. And you know, I hear a lot of people, they have an entrepreneurial mindset and that's why it's just, it's just everything they jump in because, Hey, some people had, they had the regular job and then they had, they bought something yeah. on the side to kind of create some extra revenue. Um, Cause guess what? You're supporting maybe some other cats back home or whatever it is, whatever it is. And then you're giving to charities because they always felt like they need to. There's like a religious component to giving to charity all the time. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of good can stem from that too. Um, I don't think we'll, you know, we work our tails off, but I don't know if we could ever work as hard as our parents because they, that was a different, a different world, it was, different it was, time it was, frame too. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. And you, and there was no communication. My mom struggled when she got here because she didn't know anybody and she still, she showed us. And then, then you get to meet people. It's kind of dope. Well, your, cool. dad, your dad like sounds it. like he also had, he was extroverted too, right? You're both your parents, right? Yeah, because big time. he goes from engineering to, what did you say he switched? He got his master's in? It was his he's sociology, his master's yeah, in that. So he's like teaching yeah, that. Like yeah. He sounds like he was also, yeah, he has an extrovert. He, he has an extrovert. He's a, he's yeah. a poet. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays he, drums. He, Man, he, he got it all. Teaching, like, Come out of the house. Come out of the house. <laughs> No, we can't go in the local grocery store. It used to be called Logley. You're like, hey, man, what's up? Man? What's up, Professor Bashar? <laughs> can't even get home, man. I'm just trying to buy a pack of gum. <laughs> my son the fool. Let him, let him do some math problems for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's only nine. He can do your, he can do your taxes. <laughs> but then, like, so at some point, it gets kind of annoying because, like, you know, a lot of South they, they give, like, when my dad's giving money to, like, some fuck, I'm like, you could buy an SLK with that shit. <laughs> Never had one growing up. <laughs> buy that. Right. And he's like, but, but it, it's enriching other people's lives, right? If you look at, okay, all right, I get it. They're better off than us flexing for a minute. Let's give it to some other cats, and now their lives are much better. I get it. Um, it's like, just, you know, Dad, holla at me. I'm like, Can I, I get, get it, son? I'm like, hey, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get a Toyota Camry. Just give me money. <laughs> He's like, you buy your own car, son. Uh, <laughs> no, there's some, there's some cool, there's some like WhatsApp, like the Neeraj Aurora, the the dude who sealed the deal with, you know. Uh, Facebook to get acquired was the biz dev guy from WhatsApp founder of YouTube. One of them, South Asian dude, Bangladeshi, Jawad Kareem, you know, Coinbase, a couple of them, the CTO and the current CLO, chief legal officer. You know, there's some dope people. Hold on. Here's, here's one to, here's one to bring Clyde back in. Rachel Roy, Rachel Roy. Used to be married to Damon Dash. She dropped yeah. that shit. She's like, hey, man, you know, Jay-Z anymore, I got to go. So she divorced his ass. <laughs> she's, she's a beautiful lady, uh, but she now she's a fashion designer, right? You, so there's a lot of that stuff. What were you saying? CLO? Chief legal I, officer, I right? I just the general counsel. All right. All I right. didn't know either, right. man. Some, you know, my cousin mentioned this it to me. I didn't, I didn't even general, know what the CLO General counsel like, oh. sounds too old. CLO sounds better. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah That's yeah, probably yeah. it. It's Powell. Yeah. And don't forget uh, Kamala Harris as well. You know, I think she's like, ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> she's only she's only the vice president of the United States, but okay. She, she, I forgot. You, it's funny you never hear about vice presidents, man, right? Uh, you, us, you always forget about. Them. Hey, the way things look, she might be going for president next term. So who knows? <laughs> I'm talking like ten days, man. Biden doesn't look like he's all there. Man. He's tired. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but you know, outside of this whole immigrant thing, just look because China between China and India. China by the year 2030, that's seven years. Oh, I'm sorry, nine. I guess I was, I'm not great at math. <laughs> um, is going to be the largest consumer in the yep. world, right? By 2045, it's going to be India. So by 2030, will be the first time a non-Western culture is driving consumption globally. So all brands are prioritizing and recognizing this. There's two Eastern regions where it's going to happen. So there's a lot of content. People only in America, like a lot of people just know what's happening in America. I think with the internet, you're, you're learning about other stuff. Um, and that's why I can't wait to drop Jay Z's name somewhere in this episode. He can't. He, he's hurting. 
He's like, man, wasn't didn't Gandhi wasn't he inspired by Jay Z? I'm like, no, he died. He's out of the forties. <laughs> he was killed too. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nah, I won't let you rock. You rock. He's like, he's like, it's, I ain't coming to. I feel like tell 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 the audience how we, you know, we also really decided on this topic today. It was through our text conversation. I was like, so, are we? What are we doing today? Are we talking about? Are we, are we talking about wealth again? Are we talking about Hindu heritage? Month? <laughs> here comes here comes some fools. Like, let me tell you guys. Uh, so the funny thing is, we were, we were gonna, uh, for the audience, right? Let me tell you how racist this okay. is, right? Okay. Right. So well, we, we, that's number nine. You got one more left. I, I got two more. One more. So we, we decided on South Asia. Hey, let's talk about South Asians last week. And then Clyde's like, you know, last week he's like, hey man, I'm gonna be out of town. I'm like, man, this motherfucker. I'm gonna hold him accountable. I said, we'll do it next week when Clyde's here. Clyde's like, and even this morning, after 15 texts back and forth, I'm like, he said, like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Just read the goddamn chain, man. It's right there." I just want to, just want to make sure. He's still trying to avoid it. He's like, "Man, make sure y'all remember. Y'all like to switch up every now and then." Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm just saying. I think you're trying to avoid, man. It's avoidance, just, bro. Just for our audience purposes, sometimes our topics will change two hours before that before we record an episode, and then they're wondering why there's a dead silence in the episode. At one point. <laughs> you're like, what are your thoughts? Huh? <laughs> What are we talking about today? <laughs> oh shit, man. I got a I got a family member like AG. I'm like, dude, really? Well, really? Hey. <laughs> I can drive you off, drop you off in front of Target. He's like, hey, so where are we going? <laughs> Target! Man, it's right there. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. <laughs> anyway. Man, it's uh, hot. It just okay. got real hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Clyde, yeah. Let's see Clyde how he maneuvers away from this. He's, man, it's enough brown people, right? He's texting AG on the side. It's enough brown people shit, right? We fill the quota? All right, go for it. <laughs> I, was, I, I also told us, so I was like, yeah, let's record. It's not going it's, it's a court for South Asian Heritage Month, but it's going to come out in November, so eh, whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. So no, this has been a great topic and uh it's something we'll continue to watch and follow and you know, maybe in a couple of weeks we'll pick it up and dive a little dive a little deeper. We're gonna take a different yeah. angle though. Because I, I think I think there's I think there's a many many opportunities, right? You I just, say we you definitely should talk us, more uh, about the startup community. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I'm following a couple of uh threads on Twitter and it is on fire. And I learned so much. Yeah. Oh, I, started, I learned a lot on some threads on Twitter uh, uh, on the startup production side, et cetera. So it's just a thread. It's just is a it hashtag. One Sean, is one Sean Puri? Is one Sean Puri? Right it's just a, it's a, it's a, check it's him a out. That'd be, he'd be helpful right. for you, AD. Cool. Okay. Uh, before class wraps this up, man, I'm going to tell you the one reason startups thrive in, in India, it's a good testing ground because you have within like a 10-mile radius, you have a lot of rich people. A lot of poor people, a lot of middle class people, you can test it. You can try it in a bunch of different markets without going way too far. Like within three miles, you can test all that. So it's always a great breeding ground. That's why a lot of startups try to launch there and they figure out real quick if it's going to work or not. All right. Clean this up. Clyde. Come on, Captain no, Phillips. Was, thanks, thanks for sharing. <laughs> thanks for sharing. And uh, yeah, definitely this uh, topic will d- dive in deeper. Uh, really soon and I like AD's idea around diving into the startup culture as well so thank you for listening to us on this topic uh, one of the things I want to just dive into now is our whiskey of the day uh, inspired by this episode we're going to be uh, highlighting the Rampur Double Cast Indian Single Malt Whiskey um, <laughs> dive in what you got what you think fellas I'd never heard of it before. Everyone heard, <laughs> everyone's heard of Indian whiskeys and they, they hear this one called Amrut, A-M-R-U-T, which I think we covered once the last time Clyde let me talk about brown people. Um, so I think we covered that once. <clears throat> so this one, I, I, I found it at a store. It's not to take, it's actually a nice, it's like, well, you're going to love this one. I love oh, yeah. it. It's like Koval. It's a light taste. It's a light taste. <laughs> of course, like I prefer Koval. a little heavier. I prefer like an Oban. That's my go-to. Oban is like my go-to. A little heavier, a little smoky. But this is a nice, light, kind of like every hour drink, like AG likes to call them. Every hour. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, every 15 it like minutes. Smooth, malty tones type of uh, taste to it. It's So it, it's, it's, a, it's a wide variety of flavors. And then it, it gives me like a, like a fruits, tropical fruits uh, uh, kind of aroma when you we sniff on it and, and test it out. Well, here you go. Multi tones, <laughs> floral. Like, listen, I'm trying to refine my palate, right? Like, and, and be able to, you know, the unique thing about what we do here and, and it's, a, it's trying to art- articulate the flavors that you're tasting, right? Now, 
Now, again, I get it. I can talk, as you guys can tell, right? But Clyde, Clyde has Clyde has the words, man. Like Clyde has the words. Clyde, okay? I'm over here like it's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you know, but Clyde, Clyde's also the guy. Clyde also the guy. Uh, you know, he just to flex it up. He goes down and he goes to work in a button up, but he ties the bottom ends of the of the shirt into a ponytail. Oh, look at <laughs> He's like the floral nose. Wait, wait, what the? <laughs> What the hell? Either way. So no, Our next episode will be cancel culture. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first cancel. Right. So but no, Ron Point, you know it's cool. Direct our mail to just for, for everybody to understand, like even you know, even though Clyde, I mean, uh fool got it at Costco, it has a it has a actually it kind of reminds you of the boxing, the packaging also of like Lafroig. And surprisingly, I don't know how yeah. and why he Oh. Never seen that box. Okay, that's garbage. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, it's it's actually it's actually it's a, it's actually a good t- it's a you know you know although Thule wasn't really selling it, it's actually a very it's a it's a it has a it definitely has a light taste. It's not going to kick you in the gut. It's a no, it's, it's, it's a it's a nice. But it's like you drink. said, it can if you don't and if you don't drink point, if you don't if you're not careful, cheap, but it's yeah, not crazy. If you're not careful. You can drink too much of it. So here's the, the cool thing with it, man, because it had like a melon, like exactly what Clyde said. There's Floral a melon taste. taste to it, like legitimate, light like honey melon, but really light, really light. light. <laughs> By the way, my t-shirt hangs, my t-shirt sweatshirt hanging straight. All right, just to let you know. Um, <laughs> just, just to let you know, cosmetically challenged. <laughs> um, but uh, but it just, so but it's got a smooth flow, and, and I never would have bought because you were full. <laughs> you know the Basil Hayden, right? Basil Hayden. Funny thing at Costco, and I've never really bought liquor at Costco because Costco is never my thing until I moved out to the goddamn burbs. Anyway, but um, like, what it, is this? Everything was massive. Yeah, Hayden. Goods. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, you know, in, in 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 Jersey, only two stores of any franchise can carry liquor. I found this out the hard way. So Trader Joe's only two two spots now. It's right by me now, and there's another one like somewhere else, and then the one in Edison, New Jersey, where there's a lot of Indian people. That it's one has liquor, but all the other Costco's only no, one other like Costco in, in New Jersey. There's three that carry liquor. In, uh, no, I think there's only two. Man. I looked it up. Willowbrook up near. Um, yeah, it's further further north. Uh, and uh, is that you? What you call me? You, you and your what you call me? Listen, the, the, the Costco <laughs> I, I liquor section good. is great for setting having a party. Okay, when you need to buy large amounts of liquor. Well, let me tell you something. Once. We subscribe. We, yeah, I agree. I agree. We subscribe to Basil Hayden. We like it as a, like it a, an easy go to. It's a forty dollar price. The funny, funny thing is, they got a bottle. It's not seven hundred fifty milliliters. It's like a thousand milliliters. It's like it's like three thousand milliliters that you can buy for like a really cheap price. But it was like sixty five dollars or something. Basil cheap. Hayden. I almost bought it. I'm like, I don't need that much Basil Hayden. What do you yeah, mean? look it's at a, it. It's look, a, it's there. For it's like, like it's like the uh, it's bottle. like the club version of, of whiskey. Right where you where you order where you order it and it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> It's when, when you got you got the tilting thing. <laughs> I got one of those from my uncle because you know for black label that bullshit. Anyway, let's get out. Clyde's gonna clean. He's like, man, yeah. All right, so that's our whiskey of the day. Uh, that like, we're gonna be uh, running off, running off on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm over here talking about notes and taste. You guys are like, yeah, it's, it's cheap at Costco. <laughs> Sound like a bunch of old ass men. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you can pick up uh, some socks and some slippers with <laughs> yeah. we need string cheese <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, do we need anything for the house <laughs> right 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 come back alright so yeah so that's our whiskey of the day Rump, Rumpur double cast Indian single malt whiskey uh, for this episode and now we get to dive into my favorite part of the show uh, shit you should know so, uh, you know, who wants to take, who wants you to know, go first? I'm, go, I'm going first to get it out the way. I, I'm, I'm that person. So I'm shouting out. I got to do a shout out here and I'm shouting out somebody's, uh, someone's life partner. Uh, and that's, and that's Clyde Lee's, uh, yeah, oh, wife, shit. life partner. Yes. Yeah, you, you know, I just got to be funny. What happened? What happened? His wife, Jen Lee <laughs> on 40 under 40 list for brand innovators. Oh, oh snap. Right. Really? Oh, listen. Yeah. Wait, she's South Asian? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, just, congrats, man. I, I, I just, know, I just wanted to shout it out. Now. That's my shit you should know because listen, man. Listen, when, 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 when <laughs> I was like, I was I like, like what, am I t- what am I going to say? I was like, oh, shit. Look at, look at Clyde's wife doing her thing. Uh, man, we know, we know what's going on. He's, she, she's doing, she, she's, she's big yeah. though. That's all I'm talking about. Is she, is she, that's dope, man. I didn't know that. Nice. Nice. Clyde's like, well, I got nothing to say now because, um, <laughs> that was going to be mine. That's all I was like, let me take it. Let me take it. 
go ahead, Clyde, because I got seven. I'm kidding. Of course, of course. So what I want to do is I want to talk about um, something that just came to my attention, an altcoin that's uh, very specific. It's called the WorldCoin. Uh, the world coin is interesting. I mean, I, I discovered it because Andrew Yang, uh, former presidential nominee, uh, running for president, former New York mayor uh, nominee or running for mayor who didn't win. So he has a consistent theme here of not winning. So, uh, so basically, uh, world coin, a new collectively owned global currency that will be distributed fairly to as many people as possible. Um, altcoins, pretty much everything outside of uh, Bitcoin is, you know, all the rage right now. I mean, you know, trying to find a big altcoin to invest in and it's just so many of them out there. So be careful. But WorldCoin was one that stood out to me because they're trying to distribute it across the world to everyone so that everyone can get a piece. So WorldCoin, definitely check it out. Dive into it. Discovered it because of Andrew Yang. Um, And, you know, all Check these, it out. All these coins sound like, like regulations like right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's the great. Sheep, I thought he was about to say Shiba Inu. I'm like, this yeah. my don't please don't. Hey, not financial advice. All right. We get it. I'm actually I'm heavy in some crypto now. I wasn't uh, before, and I am now. I think you kind of gave uh, that away with our guest that started about a year ago. So uh we knew you were going on that path. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's park, park a little anyway. bit. All right, we're cool. Um, all right, I got a couple. WNBA, Chicago Sky team beat the Phoenix, whatever. I don't follow <laughs> for their first ever championship in, uh, last week. And just, I'm excited, right? WNBA from Chicago, I love it. Chicago Sky. Um, Amazon, we just talked about South Asian. I got to get one more thing in. Amazon just said a blockbuster deal literally today, yesterday, with Yash Raj Films, which is a huge film production house out there. To bring a bunch of Bollywood films content to Amazon Prime, that's going to be huge, mm-hmm. um, and that's big. Well, we'll wrap right here. We're going to talk about unrealized gains and what the hell Biden's trying to take from us right now. We'll oh, talk Lord. about that next week. <laughs> check out check out these three people: Naval Ravikant, Balaji Srinivasan. He was a CTO, previous CTO of Coinbase, and now he's like he's in Hasan Minhaj is a comedic spin. They three can go deep on different topics and let you think differently, kind of like a like Dave Chappelle makes you think deep, um, mm-hmm. but he's kind of he's kind of darker than when he was ten years ago. Like the comic view shit was a lot, or I mean, comedy channel stuff was a lot lighter than what he's going into now, which is kind of dope. Um, Hustle Minaj is kind of in the middle oh, there. He's not that deep there. yet, but he'll he's not that there. dark. He's deep. He's Any he's deep. Any relation to Nikki? Yeah. Any relation to Nikki? No, same last name. No, because <laughs> yeah. no, my, my, yeah, my friend, my friend lives in this building. I said I, I had to put that like, together. Hey, I had to put that together for a second. I was like, hold on, what? Who, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> but Naval Ravikant, I, I mentioned him actually our first ever pod that we'll get out. First ever pod, I think I mentioned him. First or second, Naval Ravikant. He started Angel List. This guy's a probably multi, multi, whatever air. And this guy is the kind of guy he could lose all his money. He'd make it all back in three days. He's that smart. He's just a philosophical investment guru. Check him out. All right. Nice. So this has been the episode of the Whiskey Hill. Thank you for listening and joining us. Uh, check us out on all platforms. Make sure you rate us. Peace.